Welcome to Accounting High. Let's talk about this problem of simple tasks. Simple tasks. You mentioned simple tasks, right? Everybody hears this. Simple tasks. App stream. And I can't take credit for this. Simple tasks. I mean, Scott, you're the one that kind of brought that up. I think stream as an acronym. Stream. Wait. Simple tasks rule everything around me. Wow. I actually never knew that. I love that. It's super simple. It's the simple things that just like... All of this stuff should be no-brainers because it's all simple tasks. (laughs) But also services that simple functions, those simple tasks are being taken away. Like That we need to get over these all, all these simple tasks. And AppStream is helping us get there faster because we don't have off-the-shelf things to fix all of these little simple tasks. Simple tasks rule everything around me. The that people are just clicking the mouse 10, 20 times a day, times five days a week, four weeks a month. That's actually what's killing us because because of those simple tasks, they're creating rework, quality issues, efficiency, timing, right? May I have your attention, please? Welcome to Accounting High. It's freshman year at a brand new school. Here, we have no rules in place as we're on a mission to set our own traditions. So hang tight and learn with us as we grow. At Accounting High, you can expect to gain knowledge in a completely different way than what you may be used to with some fun and oftentimes colorful conversations. Whether you loved high school or you hated it, here's your chance to be a part of an unforgettable experience redone. While you're here, don't forget to follow us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening to us right now so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And feel free to leave us a five-star review letting us know how the school year is treating you. In addition, share this episode on social media, tagging us at Accounting High. So sit back, relax, and open your mind because class is in session. I repeat, may I have your attention, please? This is another public service announcement brought to you in part by Accounting High. The views and events expressed here are of the next generation of accounting and tech professionals leading this space. The events and suggestions are not to be taken lightly. Children should not partake in the listening of this podcast. Anything else? Yeah. So without further ado, introducing the star of our show. Scotty and two Dans. We're going to have a problem here. Two Dans, one episode. How are we going to manage? That's a lot of Dan. It's a lot of Dan. We've got the illustrious Dan Luthy, our woodshop teacher at Accounting High. Class is in session. Thank you for joining me, Dan. And we got a special guest. We've got Dan Gertrudes of the Growth Lab. Hey guys, <laughs> appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing me on. Likewise. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. We're not here. Actually, not. we're going to talk about Growth Lab, the Growth Lab as a unit, but a sub-unit of Growth Lab is AppStream. Simple tasks rule everything around me. AppStream for accounting, powered by the Growth Lab. 
Simple tasks rule everything around me. AppStream for accounting. Powered by the Growth Lab. Dan, everybody hears this. Simple tasks. AppStream. But do they know what it is? Both of you guys are going to help us define that. We're going to identify the problem. We're going to identify AppStream as, as a solution to the problem. I was in Mexico last year in June. And... I occasionally get some phone calls when I'm in Mexico. It's not always business or not business related. I just think people are calling me to say what's up. And that's what happened when, when you called me. I, was, I happened to have service and I picked it up. You might have texted me ahead, ahead of time, said you were going to call. and I didn't think it was business related. I thought you just want to chat. And you said, I'm here with Byler and, and Corey and, and we, we, got a, we got something to share with you. Why don't you share with the listeners what you, what you told me Yeah, when I was in Mexico last June? So it all started with – so one of the reasons why we acquired Heather Satterley's business – now, she had two businesses at the time. One was accounting services focused and the other one was process improvement. One of the things that we have always geeked out to here for – for better or for worse – maybe we could have made more money in the early years – was focusing on the foundation of the business – and, you know, you, you mentioned simple tasks, right? There's enough stuff out there that's like off the shelf. It doesn't have to be like accountant related, right? Right, Dan? I mean, you and I, we send people to HubSpot inbound. HubSpot's 100%. like at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to like accountants, right? They're like, what? That's oh, 100%. Right? 100%. And we weren't out there to try to solve for the, the bigger equation, the value stream. Like we weren't looking to say, okay, let's create automations to replace, you know, A through Z. What we were really looking to, and I can't take credit for this simple task. I mean, Scott, you're the one that kind of brought that up. It's, we were truly like focused on the minutia, the stuff that it's like the that people are just clicking the mouse 10, 20 times a day, times five days a week, times four days, right? Four, four weeks a month. Like that's the stuff we were, we, it was like, sometimes we create like these hidden factories or we protect our jobs or, you know, it's just very, or we just do it because it's like, ah, it's just easier to just click the mouse 10 times a day. And we said, well, that's actually what's killing us because, because of those simple tasks, they're creating rework, quality issues, efficiency, timing, right? You're always having to wait for people. And when we first met Heather back, well, I, I knew I met Heather back in 2015. If you um, want to refer to the origin story, we do have Accounting Avengers episode in our library of did we content one? here oh, at okay. Accounting High. We did one episode of that, and we talked about how you guys met her. Tony Robbins, no, it was Tony Robbins, it was Todd Robinson or something. Right. Um, Todd Robinson. Mutual acquaintance. Yeah. I think he introduced you guys. And he's the one that introduced us back in 2015 when I first got into this. It was actually my first acquisition. But when we started talking to her again back in January, she was, you know, she was excited about this other piece of the business, right? Like the accounting was just like, okay, more, more people, which was great, but more, more customers. And remember, like 12 months ago, seems like a long time ago, but the last thing anybody wanted was more customers, right? And so we're like, okay, this is the piece of the business we really want, which is like process improvement. And then she started talking. I always knew Heather for the Zapier and stuff, and we've talked many, you know, over the years. 
But she turned me on to, well, what about selling workflow automations as a subscription? What about looking at the world of like no code or low code platforms? And I'm literally looking at her last January with like, what the hell are you talking about? And of course, you know, we put Corey off on, you know, he went off searching, what is this? And he's like, whoa, there's actually this whole world Corey here. Corey Kenoyer, right? Corey Kenoyer. And then from there, we parlayed Heather's business and got deeper into the world of workflow automations. And that's about four months later, because we, we merged in April 1st, and I think it was right around July that I called you after I came back from vacation. I was like, hey, Scott, here's the deal. For the last five months, we've been focused on our own customers' workflow and our own internal stuff. And we're like, okay, now we're, now we're ready to, like, to introduce this. And what better way to introduce this through friends in the, uh, in the industry? And so we called you and said, hey, got a deal for you. Let's, let us use your company as a sandbox. And you're like, uh, yeah, I don't deal with that. You got to talk to my two other guys. And that was the beginning. Well, I, I, I loved the idea of getting some, free, being a test guinea pig, getting some free automations. I thought this was a natural progression for you guys because because you had a platform that you were gearing toward accountants as an audience you have the podcast you guys talk to other accountants you're in the space and you've talked about this a lot so when you called me i actually wasn't surprised at all that you were doing this i thought this was a natural progression because this is a service that's needed because a lot of accountants aren't as tech forward as maybe we are or as in our in our little cloud bubble there isn't a lot of innovation outside of that and a lot of people are on or the spell that they have to do everything manually because it's going to cost a crazy amount of money to automate this and it's just not worth it so it was a natural progression for you guys to do it and i love it so keep you going know it was because of heather heather turned us on to this I didn't actually believe it until she walked in the door like April 15th. She's like, okay, I have a CPA for you who wants this. I was like, really? I was like, really? Somebody's going to pay for that? And then I was just like, oh, maybe we're onto something here, Heather. And that was the beginning. beginning. Who came up with the name AppStream? So, you know, Scott, you're a, you always tell me I don't pay enough attention to detail. I move too quick. I just release stuff. Well, uh, that was the same. You know, it was just like, hey, guys, just come up with a name and let's get going. Yeah, I know. It kills me. It kills me. But stream rhymes with a lot of things. And that was the that was like when I heard AppStream first, I liked the name. I thought that was a good, happy accident there. I guess before we introduce Luthi into the conversation, let me tell my story. <laughs> so you told me about AppStream and you know, like I get a lot of ideas. I have a lot of ideas and I've been wanting to do something for AppStream because you guys were working on stuff at my firm and I wanted to be able to talk about it, but I want to be a rapper. Like that's my goal in life now. That's my, that's the journey I'm on is I want to do more raps. And so I'm going to bed one night and I'm just thinking app stream stream. Like the key to the parodies that I do is the song choice. It's always the song choice. That's what makes or breaks the actual parody because it's got to fit 
right? It's got to fit with the theme. I got to be able to tell a story and I need a good word that makes logical sense with the product. And oof, this was a great one, except for the fact that when I came up with the idea, I realized cream rhymes with stream, but they don't really say cream in the song at all. It's, it's an acronym. It's a long acronym, but I still liked the idea of it. So what I was going to do, and cream is a Wu-Tang song, and cream stands for cash rules everything around me. C dot R dot 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 dot. So then I'm thinking maybe I need to do a medley because growth lab, I'm thinking M E T H O D man. And I'm thinking G R O W T H lab. So I was going to do that. And then I was just going to like work that its way in there and then just call it cream or something. I don't know. Cream stream. <laughs> but then it also came to me in the same thought process, maybe within the same minute. Cause the mind moves pretty fast. I think stream as an acronym stream wait simple tasks rule everything around me you don't have to change that much so wow. i actually never knew that you just broke down the whole song for me well i, I cracked it open for you but this was thank you i actually told you this already i, to, I know but i don't listen to everything you when i tell yeah you don't listen to half of the things i say because <laughs> i'm just talking a lot i'm just telling you all my ideas so Good idea. you come down to north carolina just to come for a little visit and I had this idea already worked up. It was in the can and it was loaded. I was just waiting for the right time. And I told you the whole thing. And you're like, all right, let's do it. I don't even think you listened to the whole thing or the whole idea, but the rap wasn't written yet. Um, but then when you gave me the okay and, and the thumbs up, and the green light, oof, it poured out of me. It was this one. I almost was like a freestyle. Like the second verse. Well, I'll tell the, I'll tell the rest of the story. I've told the story plenty of times. But that's the story of the rap. Simple tasks rule everything around me as the acronym. That's what the title was going to be. But because Simple Tasks itself took off, that's what I changed the title of the track. And then Dan, the other Dan, fits into this story because the music video, he was with me when I hadn't even planned on recording a music video for this. We were just on a trip. We were just in Park City a couple months ago. Yeah, just. We were snowmobiling, I guess, a few months ago. We're snowmobiling, and I'm like, oof, this would be a great, like, backdrop for a music video. Like, you've seen rap videos. They're out there at the beach, or they're in, on the snowmobiles. They're doing all kinds of cool stuff. So I was like, this would be a great backdrop for a music video. And Dan was with me, and he's starring in the music video. I got him dancing right in the middle of it. So we'll, we'll play that uh, a little bit later. So, <laughs> dancing bear. I was I just there. wanted to link all of this together, because we are, gonna, we, we are doing an episode centered around the title of a rap track. But really, this is all about accounting and fixing your firm. So we're going to bridge that and we're going to talk about it. So, Dan, let's talk about your firm. Let's talk about this problem of simple tasks and what you guys did about it in the past or how did you manage these automations? Because you're very tech forward. We yeah. had a beautiful conversation and we released your episode fairly recently um, and we talked about all the different applications you guys use your tech stack and you're pretty far advanced in this accounting world and well connected so tell me about how how you guys operated pre app stream yeah we i mean like you said i mean we're super technology forward so our firm as a whole like our our team has a good understanding of how applications work and 
the workflow between all the different you know applications and everything to that nature, which is which is huge for us. But one of the some of the things, and I think you hit the nail on the head with this, some of the things don't don't have native integration. And so when I was talking with Dan and Steven about kind of the the whole context of what AppStream is, I it became really interesting to me because this was an opportunity for us to remove some of that valid redundancy that we're going through that just is manually being done, whether it's client onboarding or whatever it is, that doesn't have some sort of integration already created with it that we couldn't trigger from HubSpot to QBO or, you know, into into our, you know, our work stream with ClickUp or with Carbon or whatever it was. And so I got really excited about it because it was something like that we were used to having to create very routine, rote human process for that if someone didn't document it and that person was out of town, you were out of luck. Like there was no way around it. So that's how we got started is just talking with the two of them about the the flow and what their goal and, and expectation was. And so we dove right into it and dove right into kind of some of the, the workflow functions of client onboarding to start because there's just so much stuff you do in client onboarding. There's just so many manual processes that you go through, whether it's creating a folder or inviting the client to whatever it is that shouldn't have to be something that you have to trigger manually in every aspect, copy and paste and do this and that and the other. Like it, it's great to be able to have the functionality of, of having it automatic. So you don't have to think about it and make sure that's always done the same. Yeah. And the key here is we're not going in to try to boil the ocean. Cause even in our business, like whether you're a carbon shop, an ignition sh- shop, QuickBooks, Xero, like there are, are HubSpot, you know, they're already like these major platforms off the shelf. Some are expensive, some are affordable, whatever, but they t- they actually meet ninety percent of your needs. So I look at the, I look at our business from five perspectives, right? Marketing, sales, or sales and marketing, customer success, and I break up customer success into two: the contract side, the engagement agreement side, and then the actual proactive managing of customer happiness. Four accounting onboarding, and five is production, right? And all of those five, there are tools out there that we're not gonna replace. Now, you could go back to the days of like paper or spreadsheets to move like data around, but that's not what we're talking here. What we're talking here is most of us have like four major, three or four like corporate stack partners, right? Corporate tech stack partners. Like for us, I'm pretty vocal about HubSpot, Ignition, and Carbon. Frankly, I don't really give a shit if it's QuickBooks or Zero behind the scenes. I mean, those are the three. And those three do pretty good moving data. But if you have like nuances like like you, Scott, uh, you use Dialpad, right? We use Google Phone. You know, some of us use Slack, other of us use Team, right? We're able to take we're able to integrate little tiny tasks, such as, well, here's a total pain in the in our business. We have like at least twice or three times a day, we're getting access to new QuickBooks to do a review, to quote, right? So we don't quote stuff unless we review it. Well, most of us probably just have a Google group or we send it to Scott at, you know, uh, at Paget, right? But here we didn't want to do that. We've been sending it to like QBO at Growth Lab. But the last time you, anyone has gone into that Google group, it's like 99.9% spam and 1% invites. Good luck. You know, you know it's gonna fall through the cracks. And so now we've created an automation where it like scans the Google group and just pushes to QuickBooks 
the button that says, hey, you've been invited by, by Joe to his QuickBook, uh, click here to accept. And then the next step is just auto accept, which is what we were talking about today. But simple things like that, like most of us are thinking, well, that only happens three or four times a day. What's the big deal? The big deal is I have to pay somebody to remember to do that. Not even that, but when they do remember to do it, it takes more time for them to even figure out where that stuff is. And it's a waste. Like, they have to all remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's I, at the bigger thing for me is it's it's a step outside of their regular flow. Right. Like, and it's not enough to you know, just remember to do it and to think of scanning their email, but it's if someone's on top of a workflow or doing their regular rudimentary tasks, like they have to stop that because that's an urgent matter. Right. Like, that's not something that we don't want to have happen immediately, especially if you're using it as cells. We do the, we use your exact, the exact same flow, but we do it for our client onboarding. So once the client's signed up, we're doing the exact same thing, but now it's also notifying my team in Slack to say, Hey, we've now accepted this, you know, this invite, let's get the process going. So even internally, my team is watching for that trigger because it forces them to be ready. Like, okay, now it's game time. Now we can actually start moving through our pieces. And that those are the kind of triggers you want people to be ready for and paying attention to and not have to have someone who's sick or doesn't feel well or whatever it is to like, forget to get yeah. to those things. Cause that just, that just holds up your whole sales process or your workflow processes. And just, I can kill, kill motivation completely. The biggest Whoa. killer of like profit Drain. cash drainage. It's waiting. It's a waiting game. Whether you're waiting for the customer to do something about taxes, waiting for an employee to accept a QuickBooks invite, we wait and wait. That's all we do in this business is wait. So if we can reduce oh, that. So I talk about rap a lot. And in rap, it's called the flow. You know, when your your rhythm and your flow. And just to touch on what you said, Dan, you know, you can tell if something's not flowing because it just doesn't fit. And it's outside of the normal, smooth, like, delivery that is possible. When you try to fit a word in and it's just out of place. That's the same thing with trying to remember to do this one extra thing that you got to do. And then this. And you you create more problems when you're trying to fix one thing now we got to do all these other things because we got this other box that we got to check or this other inbox so for us it's like you know we, we've got carbon and we can see all the emails and all the client communications just within email but what about everything outside of email so that was that would interrupt the flow because oh wait that client texted us this or there was this text and we never had a way to pull texts in so that was the first automation that I had you guys do for us because when you said boil the ocean, you know, like I could think of a hundred thousand small things that you guys could automate, but it just wouldn't be worth it. If you were going to give us some automations, it's like, yeah, we could do this one little step, but that's nominal. Like that's not even that big a deal. Or this one little thing too, it's like, ah, that's not a big deal either. All those little things add up. This was actually a big one. This was something that we've been talking about and we haven't really had any kind of idea or solution for it. And we were just waiting on carbon mm -hmm. to have an integration because we weren't going to just, that's, that's a whole nother task is pulling that stuff in or saving it. I would have, I would ask the team to copy that from Dialpad and create a note in carbon or create right. some kind of, you know, put it in the client file, somehow comment on it or whatever. 
and nobody ever did it because this was too much. It was always all kinds of stuff going on. It's tedious, yeah. right? Yes. I mean, that's the hardest part is it remo- it gets rid of that flow that you're talking about. Like, no one wants to interrupt their regular scheduled workflow to to jump right into some random one off thing that their manager wants to do. I mean, we understand that. We've all been in that technician position. Technician position that flows. So, yeah. <laughs> that's actually a. That's, I, I'm going to write that down. I like that. But, but right. I think that's the, the, I, I love what you're saying though because I think that that's one of the parts that is the that's so unique about what they're doing and and I know I mean I'm a I'm a huge fan of it so I mean I'll I'll talk like I'm a raving fan because I am you know one of the most recent things that we we did was we had a we were using a Slack bot to help us kind of facilitate some internal tickets proposal changes you know things like IT requests and all that other kind of stuff and the hard part about it was it was forcing us to use another software. So the team could submit a ticket and build it within, you know, within Slack, but then it was pushing over to another software where we had to manage that flow and everything like that. And it was taking us out of our rhythm. It was taking, you know, it was one more place we had to look for things, one more thing we had to do. And so just like Dan, we use HubSpot. And so we, we had them build it to where it connects right directly into our, our sales pipeline. So if a, a team member has a proposal change or an upgrade or downgrade or something else like that, they literally open our Ignite Spot Slack bot that's directly built within Slack for us, and they click on the window and they just log through, you know, kind of document through. The part that I love about it, which is super stupid, but like to me is probably the most important part, it uses our client list so that it tracks directly into our our contact database and directly into the information that's in HubSpot. So my sales team isn't now hunting through 58 different things, trying to figure out which clients associated with or not, or whatever it is, it pulls up the customer list perfectly within that database. And so it's always accurate. It always hits the sales team's you know, feet with clean, perfect information on what client it's associated with. So they know who to talk to. Like, so that's been huge for us in that process of getting that over to them. Cause now my sales team doesn't have to chase me and ask me 50,000 questions on which client it is. Cause someone missed an O and how they spelled the name or, you know, put some random information in there. So that was big. I, I love that. It's super simple, but it's going to, you know, it's going to make our lives a whole lot easier, which my team will appreciate too. Yeah. It's super the simple, simple things that just like, if you can make them go away, automate them and just make you, I mean, it improves accuracy, efficiency, you know, lead time. Oh, 100%. All that so the other side of our focus and we've started this with other accountants, but that's it's going to feel differently. It's when we are working with the bookkeeping or accounting team, the controllers, to help automate things like Stripe to QuickBooks. Now, there's a lot of tools off the shelf that do that, but that's just a simple one, right? But being able to do journal entries, have the customer define the chart of account, or the class in a Google Sheet approved by the controller and with a push of a button, those journal entries go into QuickBooks. It's nice for construction companies like guys that are working on five different projects and they have one bill from the lumber yard and then you gotta you gotta bifurcate that bill five ways and push it back to the general ledger so they can have job costing. That stuff takes a long a lot of it takes a lot of time. It's not even the time, guys. It's like somebody's if you screw up once, the customer's like, okay. You screw up twice, your engagement agreement's on the on the shopping block. 
Not chopping block, but they're out there shopping. The shopping block. Ooh, I like that. So it's it's all these one-off type stuff. And I like how you say there's a lot of off-the-shelf solutions for that. But you guys are using a lot of the off-shelf, off-the-shelf solutions. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily about the actual solutions are out there. It's about you guys finding the solution for the firm because we still we don't even have time to do that. It's not like you can just Google that specific problem and find, well, here's the solution for that. It's going to take a lot of research. It's going to take a lot of figuring out. Mm-hmm. So you guys are doing your market research across a lot of test firms like mine. But also now that you're working with more, you don't have to boil the ocean, but you're increasing the temperature with each new automation that you're finding. And with that, then now you have it's, – it's like working with a niche. It's like we talk about when you right. have a vertical at your firm – and one client solves a problem, now you can bring that solution to all the other clients too. Right. So, so like the, the perfect pain example. points. The pain points for accountants, data manipulation, extraction and entry, finding talent, retaining talent, and then onboarding. Like well, those... how do you automate that? That you can't automate. Right. So out of those five parts of it, we yeah. focus on onboarding. We're like, all right, let's focus on onboarding. Why? Because I can create a little toolbox – Oh, Dan wants a little bot for HubSpot. Oh, great. We can pull out, out of the toolbox, right? It's not, it's not as easy as just cloning, but it's a, it's a lot easier when you've already conceptualized it and designed it and tested it at other firms or yourself. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a no-brainer, right? And then we can service that because those APIs, they're changing, right? You can't stop the engineers well, from like sure All of this stuff should be no-brainers because it's all simple tasks. <laughs> like. All the simple stuff should be no-brainers. It's the stuff that we're doing that we shouldn't be using our brain for. Well, the part that I think is unique about it, though, and is like I brought up something to Corey the other week, and he came back and he recommended a software tool I hadn't even considered. He's like, this is actually is more secure than the one that you were looking at, which for accountants, of course, is massive, right? Like we're always worried about data being secure. We're always worried about like forms and templates being being kept, you know, secret from, you know, and things of that nature. But he also mentioned like the API on it's a lot cleaner than some of the other ones that we've worked with as well. And so like, to your point, Dan, about the toolbox, like he could give me recommendations on tools and functions because he asked me also the context of what we were looking to do, which I think only makes the relationship holistically better for me. Cause now I'm much more confident that Corey knows what he's talking about. He's bringing me a referral from a, into a really solid platform that's going to be able to do A, B, and C, and D that we talked about. But also, he's scratching an itch that I didn't even think about as a part of the conversation, let alone it was cheaper. So, like, the two parts in that process were, like, he, I mean, he hit the nail on the head with it, which is, to your point, like, he's not going to be able to mirror everything and just, you know, copy and paste all the, all the workflow, but... He, he knows the, you guys know the structure of what people are looking for, which makes that conversation that much easier to, for me to feel confident in one, but also two for me to say, yeah, let's do it. Let's roll it out. Like what, what needs to be done on my side to make it work? Yeah. Part of the intellectual property that came over with had sadly training and consulting. She actually had like a database of like all of these applications and some were very like focused on customer uh, no, accounting and others were more broad and she just had a database and what tools would actually connect with uh, – what tools would actually connect with that specific application? And then from there, we're like, oh, we don't even know half of these things. The other thing for us was there were things we knew we wanted to do, but we didn't know how. 
and we didn't know the first place to start. So it was just the early stages of this would be great if we could automate this. It's like early stages of when I'm writing a rap. Like I, I have the concept, I know what I want to do, but I don't necessarily know the how I'm going to get there, what I'm going to say, or you know, I, I know the whole concept, and then it's it's all the work to figure that out. That right there is what stops anybody from doing anything. We all have a lot of good ideas of things we can automate. We all have a lot of great ideas of where we want to go with our firm and what we want to do with our time, but then we get stuck with the doing, and it's easier to just do that little thing every time than to spend hours and hours and hours trying to figure out how to automate it or remove that task altogether. So the biggest unlock is having somebody else to help you along the way. 100%. Well, and I think to your same point, I mean, you mentioned the beginning, like we're a pretty forward thinking firm and, and, and I, I kind of pride myself in knowing a lot of applications and tools. Like, I mean, I, I've pretty much have tested almost anything that's out there when it comes to our space but I'm not the best when it comes to the integration pieces with tools like Zapier or Make or any of those other kind of things. And that takes a whole other level of knowledge and skill set to be able to understand. I mean, there's people out there who are amazing at it, but you just like you said, Scott, like that's a tough, like that's a tough piece to understand or to dedicate serious resource to for someone to be able to 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 functionally serve for your organization. Like, I mean, sure, I could probably figure out and do it, but that's going to take me away from every other thing that I'm doing in my job that's helping to keep clients, keep retention, keep employee satisfaction, keep customers coming in the door and servicing all those other pieces. And so to have an option that removes those distractions from me, but also services that simple functions of those simple tasks of being taken away, like, I mean, I'm all for that. And I think more firms should be thinking about, you know, how can I make my world better, but not have to you know, not have to give away the farm on my time to, to figure out how to use it. Yeah. yeah. One of the things like Carbon, Ian will reach out and be like, hey, can you talk to this prospect? Sure. I'll talk. And pretty much like first words out of my mouth is you better make sure you get the like concierge implementation, drop that money on the implementation. Do not attempt to go DIY because you're going to fail. And they're like, well, but it's so expensive. I said, I know, but you're going to get a higher ROI in the long run. And I think, I think, I think when you can come in with somebody who's third party, independent, somewhat independent, that's seen a lot, right? Different variations can ask the right questions and can take what is essentially 80% standardized and, and take a little bit of that 20% and customize it to your needs. That's, that's what we try to do in these sales calls. Our meeting with Corey and Stephen and the team this morning was, okay, we need to make these 30-minute sales calls into discovery sessions for AppStream. We cannot be selling AppStream and then spending another two hours doing process mapping and discovery. It's got to be done during the sales call because it's at that moment you're going to find those key indicators, of, you know, those pain points right away. And then you can brainstorm in the last 10, 15 minutes of the, of the call. And that's so the brainstorming and identifying of the problem. So that's that's the thing that I think most firms are stuck with is identifying the problem. That's that was what we had, and, and that's that's what I was just saying earlier. How do you what do you suggest that firms look at or things to automate? I mean, you say you start with onboarding. Onboarding. Right? 
onboarding is the biggest one because it's that's the most time consuming and it's but it's also the thing that we all have to do when you take on a new client there are so many little things that's that's obviously the biggest lift that you can do because onboarding isn't recurring right it's got to get done i think we've done a good job of automating as much as we can for the recurring stuff at least at, at our firm we've we've got a lot of zaps and a lot of different automations so we did have a hard time uh thinking of what could be automated even in our onboarding we've we went through and we've automated about as much as we can of that i'm not sure if there was anything else it's but then at the end of the day it's about the people it's about making sure that the people are doing the right things because we're always going to have client-facing people. We're always going to have people that need to give client customer service, give client service. And if we can spend more time doing that and less time doing the work, as much as we can automate, then we're going to become better advisors. We're going to become better people for it in the end. And our clients are going to appreciate that more too. Well, I think this is the – I mean – we're hearing so much right now about chat GPT. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a single person in this world who's not like, I mean, there's, there's probably ads going out in like the outskirts of Zimbabwe, right? Like there's lions that know about this kind of stuff, right? That the world is changing because of technology. Well, there's one ad for chat GPT. It's not ads. This is it's, all word yeah, of mouth. This is, this is all word of mouth. Yeah. So, so I, I'll take it back. Yeah. But no, I totally agree with you. I mean, like, but this is the context with it too, though, is, is this is the, the flow of that and the need of that from our team standpoints, because their skill set and mental capacity is better served in relationship management and in, in holistically transcribing the context and, and visualizing the next road to be able to solve a problem and work through things with people and utilizing tools like AppStream or ChatGPT to be able to facilitate getting better response or better service or faster turnaround time or clicker, you know, quicker information for you. Like, all of that same function, it, it ties into the exact same ideology, which is technology has to better serve our clients and ourselves. And if we're not using them in the right way, like we're not going to be completely behind someone else who can have a better billable hour in some cases or charge less because of whatever it is they're doing from their technology stack. Like we've got to be aware of what's happening technologically in our space. If not, like you're going to miss, like you're going to miss out so many opportunities. Whatever happened to Bitcoin and crypto? Like it, that just became yesterday's news when ChatGPT came out. It's like nobody talks about crypto and Bitcoin anymore. No more Dogecoin. Dogecoin is gone. Dogecoin, is it gone? Yeah. But there was. There's always something. There's always a new acronym. There's always something to come out that distracts everybody. That's the next big thing, and that's great. But then we all forget about all the little things and all the small things that we're supposed to be paying attention to. And we use these big distractions to say ChatGPT is going to save the world or, or Bitcoin means that we're – crypto means we're never going to need accountants again because it's all going to be automated. It's all going to be out, you know, out blockchain. there. Blockchain. Yeah, that's, that was the other one, blockchain. I kept saying crypto for blockchain, but blockchain. Like, but at the end of the day, we're all still stuck filing tax returns. You know, like there's, it's not much that's going to change. Things will change and we will be able to automate a lot of the stuff that we do. But then at the end of the day, we're all still, we're all still going to have jobs. Like we're all still going to be doing some very valuable work. 
it's just evolving. It's just changing. And I think AppStream is helping us get there faster because we don't have off-the-shelf things to fix all of these little simple tasks. I think one thing that, Dan, I agree 120% is our jobs are going to evolve into relationship managers. At the end of the day, the human capital piece will be replaced by chat, GPT, auto GPT, analysis of financial statements, creating content. That stuff will ultimately be automated one way or another. But one thing that doesn't replace outside of like inbound marketing, good content, directed content, it's still that human connection. You know, one of the things, so we just, as you guys know, we acquired a five-game bookkeeping. And it's been like two months of just talking to the customers, not adding any value, no value. Like, I'm not telling them how to go get a bank loan. I'm not showing them net operating property. It's just like it's about building the relationship because if you can decrease <clears throat> that threshold. There's value though. Don't like you're, you're misusing the word value because that's valuable right there. Just the simple conversation. I say simple, but just the, the essence of that conversation has added value because now you're a resource and now you've established yourself as that new resource or that new place to go. And that right there is comfort and you know, its own source of value too. But what's the continue. human capital side, right? Like that's yes. the part that you think you're hitting on, Dan. Like that's the that's the human relationship that if you just send out emails, how many of those clients are walking? Oh yeah. Totally. Like oh. if we just if we just sent out emails in those cases because it's technology is solving all our problems and all the checks and balances, all of it, like you'd miss out on the it's opportunity like employees. very heavily. <laughs> but it, but to your point, and I think the the point is the the value on that isn't always turned into a complete positive ROI instantaneously. Like you're playing the long game with that aspect because you're looking at it from the perspective of if we maintain and keep these relationships by utilizing human capital, like it's going to allow us to continue to grow and to scale and and we can potentially upgrade services and do other things, but it's an investment right now. Like it's an investment into the retention of what those clients are going to be in the future. What's the ROI of using AppStream. Oh man, I think it's going to depend depend on which which connection you have in the workflow and what's going on with it. But like instantaneously for for me, like I probably like our the the bot that we set up, I probably saved just in the initial trigger two hours of time per transaction. Oh damn, I should like you more. truthfully because because it was and this is just the start. Like this is the initial trigger. Like the fact that it was triggered, that it's pulling the client's name, that it's automatically populating it into the right sales channel, that we have it triggering the templated form, depending on the proposal change type, like to trigger back to the team, like it's saving pretty close to two hours immediately across three different people touching it. Now no one has to touch it immediately. And then that's going to help us in the next phase of it to cut down even more time because the information is more accurate at the start. So, I mean, that's like the first initial completion of it is a two-hour time savings. So, I wasn't necessarily looking for an answer for that because I had one stocked up. But this is perfect because this is where most of us go. As accountants, we want to see the ROI. We want to then quantify that's two hours and I pay and I, my person the average of X amount per hour 
and this is how much money I'm saving. This is my ROI. So now I can spend this money. I think that's, that's not it. I think we're all going about a lot of that wrong. The ROI is the peace of mind, knowing this stuff is getting done and that you don't have to worry about it. The time saving is a bonus, mm-hmm. but it's the, it's the mind of, it's the calm mind that you can't quantify that, how much you're saving there because now you're, you have the space. You've created the space to then do other things. Yeah, I agree. So here, I'll give you an example, Scott. So sale, like our view is sales is all about discipline. You want successful sales, you need you just got to be tight discipline. You have a meeting with a customer, you've got five minutes to reach back out, get them to you know, do, do that next action. Well, what happens as firm owners? What happens as managers? Well, it kind of goes on to the pilot that's on your desk, and you never get to it. So in our business, we have a RevOps manager, Johnny Ozola, and John's job up until December 1st was herding cats, and I was one of the cats. It's just like, Dan, I need this. Dan, when are you going to send this? Dan, what's the quote? Dan, Dan, Dan. It's just like, oh, man, I feel bad because now he's just waiting on me. And by the way, it's not just me. It's like three or four other folks here that also participate in the sales pipeline. So a simple like bot that we created on my calendar, I've got everything is one color except for my sales calls. Those are happen to be gray and, and they're gray across all of our, anybody who takes sales calls. I don't, and then behind the scenes on a daily basis, a bot, right? A scenario kind of goes through, scans my calendar and all the other people's calendars and identifies the sales calls and you within five minutes of that sales call so let's say you have a sales call at 1 p.m by 105 everybody is getting a message and i don't know dan if we've done that for you we're all getting a message like hey gertrude's how did that call go with joe at landscaping company Uh, did he show up is the first question yes or no no oh next response is dan don't worry about it automated rescheduling requests are now being sent out out of hubspot Yes. Okay, great. What are the next steps? Next steps. I need general ledger access, put a hole in their head. We never want to talk to them again or other actions. Okay. Boom. We pick that and then another question and that's it. And that's it. It's off the plate. It's like literally in Slack. So it's like, I mean, anybody can do that, right? Even I can. And then John doesn't have to wait for me. But I think the point you're making with this too, though, is that it allows you when you're utilizing bots like this and moving things into Slack or into Teams or whatever it is, like you're simplifying your tech stack. Like you're taking it to where you don't have to work in 10 different tools, 15 different tools every day. And that's part of the reason why, like we don't document things as well as we should because we get app, app fatigue. Like you, you forget which tool you're supposed to be in. And so when you have those triggers that are popping up that are in the space you're always in, I mean, how many of us with, how many of us stay on top of our Slack messages in comparison to email? I mean, my Slack messages are always zero in comparison to my email. Like my email will get crazy and out of hand and, and I will ignore it half the time because most of those things aren't urgent. Slack's urgent. Yeah. Because that's my uh, team asking I... for help. I differ. Um, In our company, Slack is the rhythm. Either I don't use either, though. I can't raise my hand. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say my firm Slack. Uh, yeah. I'm in a whole I lot of other Slack groups. <laughs> I don't even use that one either. They'll text you if you if they need you, right? That's pretty much me. Yeah, and if Blue it's green, text. 
not going to see me either. <laughs> not green tax, Man, that's, blue tax. That's a, but that's a good segue too. So I have created a lot of space in my life to do what I want to do. It's selfishly. Like I intentionally designed my life around not needing to do any of these simple tasks. But what it meant was I had to, I had to eliminate all the things I was doing. And that took a long time. Um, I looked at email and Slack as constant inbound interruptions, constantly context shifting what I was supposed to be doing. And it always pulled me away, but sometimes I wanted it. Sometimes when I was in front of the computer, I would itch for that little dopamine. And it's not like people don't get it. Like they're sometimes, sometimes you itch for the things that are even like creating a dissonance in your head, like not even a good dopamine hit, but it's like, Sometimes we crave a difference, something different, some some form of like we're we're too calm. Let me let me go in the email so I can get worked up about something, or let me do this. Let me go into Slack and see all of these messages, and and then all of a sudden you have a full day that goes by, and you had twelve things you needed to do that day, and you did none of them, but you felt like you got a lot done. You felt like you did a lot because you were just moving things around, responding to this email forwarding this email, responding to this Slack, going to look this up for somebody else and doing this and this. So I had to get out of all of that because I wanted to move things forward and I wasn't moving anything forward. All I was doing was moving things side to side, sometimes stepping a few steps back and then still moving things side to side. Nothing was ever going forward. And I always felt underwater. I always felt like I had more to do and i had no time to do it i was always running out of time now i got more time than i know what to do with because i've gotten out of all of that now it takes human capital to be able to do that i know i understand the situation i'm in and all of those things are still necessary communication tools but i've gotten myself out of that so i can do things like write raps that's all i want to do well or it opens up opens up opportunity for you as a business owner to to branch into other ventures, right? Yeah. Or to do other things. Like if you're a technician in an organization, it allows you to launch into other functionalities within your job that you may find more fulfilling, you know, from that perspective too. I mean, I think that's the other part for me with this is like the intent. And, and we, we went through this a couple of years ago with when we started moving a lot of automation into our firm, like people were very hesitant to want to accept automation because they felt like it was getting rid of their jobs. But that was never our intention. Our intention was to get them into doing the things that they do best in their jobs and, and automate pushing some of these other things that are just tedious and mind-numbing or that we're only doing partially. And so, like, I think that's the part is, like, it opens up opportunities for you to be able to dive into such different areas, you know, of, of what we do professionally, but also client relationships and, and all that kind of stuff. Just It just opens up a greater chance of being able to be a better you. In a lot of, in a lot I remember of when you open up the automation, <laughs> and you'll have to ask Stephen this. Back in 2015, we got into the world of bookkeeping in a big way with our first acquisition of a, a firm. And I got to tell you, there was there were three three women in sort of the back office, and one she worked like 20 hours a week, but nobody really knew what she did. And she had a really old old computer, and 
she had a spreadsheet and she would she would like extract data from one computer put it into another computer take data from t time sh sh cards put it into a spreadsheet take that spreadsheet do something and i said steve okay if she's not going to let me in into what she does then i'm just going to let her go and we're going to see what happens her response to me once i let her go is like well who's going to do my stuff i was like well i don't know we'll just see if we need it <laughs> And I got to tell you, we didn't – the next the next day, everybody got paid. Time cards made it in. It's just like, wow. You're, it's amazing, like, the hidden factories you find in some of these professional service-based businesses. Not the case with a lot of the people we hang around with. The one, the only, rapping accountants, give it up for my boy. So without further ado – Change my rap name Simple tasks. in 2023. I'm a This was my last little toddler track for accountants. All my accountant raps are going to be OKR. Simple tasks rule everything around me. Abstream for accounting. Powered, Powered by, by the, the Growth Lab. lab. I grew up with dial up and write up manual entry in a ledger with a 10 key and to high speeds new countless technologies allowed to move up to the cloud with ease a young noob was proud that i found new ground find ruin pride it went upside down cleaning a mess was no fun fixing up this one and that one disconnect apps that don't run but this was just a dream for the team at the app stream automated simple task accounting and running up our margins doing it with carbon making more client time for Dan charging is prominently featured no this trade high speech for sync app video the I was behind you when you filmed that no question automated workflow was fully <laughs> hosted solving pain points and file storage onboarding forever better no damn human error more client time means more cheddar trigger connections in your account so get with the growth lab click and go all out connecting teams from cross seas automating these app streams seize opportunities eliminate save time it's like amazon prime pick the cash Automate now. Simple task rule everything around me. App stream for accounting. Powered by the Growth Lab. Simple task rule everything around me. App stream for accounting. Powered by the Growth Lab. It's been 12 long hard years and I'm still hustling. Despite the juggling, headcount doubling, reshuffling, struggling. Time spent only growing top line with no regard for the team state of mind. A pandemic hit, dude. Exposing systemic issues. So academics I pursued. Converged my passion with my purpose. Problems research right stop doing what didn't serve us. Got nervous on a mission, so we made an app purchase, a new addition, omission, erase tradition. That's when I found ignition. Now race transition, outpace competition, automating proposals and receiving payments. All adjacent apps are fully integrated, frustrated. It's so damn complicated. Educated me on this and that. Jason stats, Davis, Chad just pitched us integra map. And now I'm automating with the greatness of make. Creating space so I imitate rappers, making me happier. I couldn't have done it without Zappier. Faster and scrappier. I dream of new things, renewed esteem, then I cream my jeans. When I found the Supreme Team at AppStream, automating simple tasks. Now let's get you up to speed. Initiate a bill pay, you'll see. You take attached PDF from Gmail, extract with the text recognition into G Sheets, then export it into Veeam. Create a jetpack task from Slack and then back, or a dial pad text. 
fetched and batched as a carbon task and that's real elimination of this a one i just made up conversation take information from hubspot to dropbox to ignition it's a new sensation only cost 1800 per integration for all your custom workflow automations simple task rule everything around me app stream for accounting powered by the growth lab i don't know if i'll ever write a rap better than that one it's solid if I didn't have the space that AppStream allowed me to, because I would have been importing texts all day, I wouldn't have been able to record this rap. So thank you, wow. AppStream, that's, for allowing me the freedom, the space to imitate rappers. Your VR would have done it for you. VA. What's a VR? VA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my VR, I don't have a VR headset, but I know you guys were talking about building a firm on top of a VR headset and having all your team meetings in there. I know. Which, I still want that, to do that. You still want to do that? Is that is that anywhere closer to being a reality? No, we dropped it around That Q2. was another thing. Everybody's talking about the metaverse. That was another thing everybody was talking about. This is going to change our lives. And now we're back to just sitting in front of the 2D screens. Yeah. <laughs> I want that 3D world that everybody keeps promising. I don't. I don't know if that's a. I don't know if I want to wear mm. big old goggles though either. I want to have like little contacts that can slip in and just be, you know, like, just be free to move around. It's like yeah, tripping on acid. Free to move around. Well, I think a more what's it, Ready Player One is the is the context of that I see and think of all that kind of stuff. Like they're still wearing helmets though. Yeah, but. If you're if you got the money though, it's a nice smooth helmet, right? And you get the True. you get all the other stuff. But I think I think that's the I mean I'd love for that space, but it's all goofy now. I mean, at least I know what you guys look like and it's not, not some robot six hundred pound dude named Chet, right? Like that's the that's the line from, from Ready Player One that you can hide behind a profile in some way, shape or form. So Sure. Sure. And that's we, we've got the ability to do that now. We got the AI voice like modulation and, and all kinds of cool stuff that we can do. But in order to be able to do that, we need to get over these all, all these simple tasks. So let's talk about pricing. Is my is my video already out of date or is it still eighteen hundred per integration for all your custom workflow automations? So it's one of those like it's a little bit of buyer beware. If we go in and so this was a little bit of the thinking for the first six months. If we go in there and do process mapping and an implementation of non of non Zapier and non Make and non like none of these like low code platforms. If we just go in and do process mapping, implement you know off the shelf product, that's one thing. If we go in and the stuff like Dan's talking about, if we go in and build it for you and say, here's the keys to the kingdom, yeah, we're happy to do it for 1800 bucks, $2,000. The problem is you've got to maintain it. You've got to, yeah, you've got to maintain it. Mm-hmm. And, and so with that, we don't, we, you know, that way we don't have to worry about it. The value, I believe, in going more with a monthly subscription is, one, if you don't like it, you just cancel it. Two, there's an expectation of 
keeping the scenarios and the automations up and running. And so there has to be some level of workflow behind the scenes to be able to like manage that. And so we've given people the option and folks are actually gravid in the early days with Heather, like in the Q2 of last year, it was all like, you know, 2,500, 5,000, it was full on process mapping, maybe a little bit more older school, like CPA firms. But once we started introducing it over the summer on a subscription basis, that seemed to like resonate. And so with that, it, it really depends. It starts at $99 a month up to $1,500 uh, a month. And why, you know, what's the determining factor there? So on our website, we've kind of got this like sliding bar, two variables. It's really going to come down to like how many operations. So we just, we just onboarded a customer who's on Stripe and they, they need the revenue stratified and they need the, to be able to move cash and reconcile cash to QBO. And it's literally like 50,000 transactions a month. So in order to run that 50,000 times, like that eats up a lot of juice in make. And it would just take hours on end to actually run that scenario. So we were able to go from once a month to 30, 30 times a month, right? That improved cash flow because they were doing deposits on a month on a monthly basis versus daily basis. So now you can sweep your stripe on a monthly on a daily basis, and you can get all that data reconciled. Yeah, that costs money. Like it eats up a lot of like scenarios and make. Mm-hmm. So it costs money. That should be the afterthought, though, because we have all discussed how much peace of mind you're going to get. And you can't really put a price on that. There's no ROI on peace of mind. Yeah. One other thing that we've done, which is actually recent, is when we go in and price out a customer, an accounting customer, and let's say it's, I don't know, $2,000 a month for a particular customer, we'll actually break out that price and say, okay, of that $2,500 is for the automation, $1,500 is the accounting. So if they ever leave, they they can't just take the automation. They have to continue paying for it. Mm. We may lose the 1500 but we keep the 500 and at least we keep some sort of tail with the customer. So we've done that like a half a dozen times in Q1 this year, and that seems to be helping. You can, nope. you know, you can pad, pad your monthly bill a little bit more, and then there's stickiness, if it works, right? Dope. Well, <laughs> thank you, Dan's. Yeah. Two Dan's. See you One guys episode. next week, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. We, we're all going to be together. Yeah. So that's, Heading uh, to Arizona for a little shindig. It'll be good. Yeah. So thanks a lot. Uh, I will bid you both at the do. Thank you, sir. Peace out. Thank you. <laughs>